0: Thank you everybody for watching IED Sports, and today we're talking Pacific Division Preview. Thank you all again for catching us at IED Sports. Make sure you follow us on our website website, on Twitter at i80 underscore sports nhl which is dropped down below easy for you to follow and make sure you follow us on facebook on the i80 sports discussion group and you can catch us every single monday
1: for your nhl news tom how are you doing today Oh well it's been sort of a slow kind of a week which is to be expected i guess right now in the um uh, dog days of november it's it's still crazy to be saying that but it's Kind of is, and it's it's a slow week, but we uh we'll have a little bit of a preview for you guys this week, and um uh, we'll, we'll take it from there
0: exactly it feels like this year has just been going on forever the past six months it feels like four years but you know we move on we're in the dog days of november and all this november we are going to be giving you division previews each week so this week we're starting with the pacific division next week we'll be hitting you at the central division moving on to the week after with the atlantic division and rounding our division previews off with the metropolitan division a little bit more divisive for tom and i on that subject area but we'll save that best video for last before we dive into division previews i did want to briefly you know give in memoriam to two individuals who we lost this past week in the nhl world first being joey moss a longtime edmonton oilers locker room attendant and worker uh and a very inspirational man in travis roy as well tom would you like to share some thoughts on either individual
1: yeah, Joey Moss, I mean, he was a fixture with the Oilers with um, uh, Wayne Gretzky and Connor McDavid now, was a fixture in their locker room, was, um, if any of you can remember back to 20 or so years ago, on Wayne Gretzky's uh, retirement night, he was, um, he was. I guess, I, I don't know how to put this word, but he was the banner bearer. He carried Wayne Gretzky's banner out to be hooked up to the um, strings to be lifted up to the uh, rafters of the Northlands Coliseum, which is no longer there. The Oilers are obviously in a different arena now. But, I mean, he was a fixture for the Oilers for years. And you know what? For a guy who maybe did had a lot of disadvantages, you know, he got some advantages with having that job, you know. And he was treated like family by all them. Very sad time for Edmonton right now. And uh, I'm sure he'll never be forgotten by anybody in the Oilers organization. Um, Travis Roy, uh, that's another one was very sad. was was an uh, up-and-coming player with BU and just uh, unfortunately in his first game ever. Paralyzed. it was terrible. It's terrible. I mean, he, but instead of uh, sitting around and moping around for it, he was a philanthropist. He was a motivational speaker, you know. He tried to just educate people on what was going on with him. And, you know, he went around and, you know, spoke to people and just, you know, same thing. Tried to live life to the fullest with his disadvantage. Very sad for Edmonton and Joey Moores. Very sad for Boston University and just the entire Boston and New England hockey community in general with the loss of Travis Roy. He was a fixture up there as well.
0: Agreed. It's very sad for, to lose both. Joey Moss was a very great story of befriending Wayne Gretzky and Wayne Gretzky convincing the Oilers to give Joey Moss a job within the organization, and he stuck with it for over three decades, all the way up until his death. And with Travis Roy, he was a, he was an inspiration. He was a man who, within the first couple minutes of his uh, first shift at BU, uh just took a very awkward crash into the walls. And, you know, a lot of people just think at that point, okay, that's it. You know, where do you go from there? And he used his unfortunate accident as a way to motivate others and as a way to uplift others. So, you know, we extend our sincerest condolences to both Joey Moss's family and Travis Roy's family during these difficult times. And we hope you guys can extend the same out to them. But we are going to move on now into what this video truly is, which is the Pacific Division preview. So what I wanted to do real quick to get us caught up in terms of the Pacific Division, maybe we have some viewers out there that might not know what teams we're going to be talking about today. So we're going to not only talk about the teams that we're going to be talking about, yeah, we'll go with that. So, teams <laughs> that we're going to be talking about, and we're also going to show you some key additions as well as some key subtractions from each team. So, without further ado, let's dive into that. What does that look like? So, first and foremost, we have the Anaheim Ducks. Which, if we're looking at the Anaheim Ducks, key additions for them: forward Derek Grant and a big addition in Kevin Shattenkirk, Stanley Cup champion Stanley. Kevin Chattenkirk, that is. I can't speak tonight. Uh, some key subtractions are from the older guard, uh, Michael Delzado, Eric Goodbranson, Matt Irwin, and Ryan Miller. Moving on to our next team that we'll cover, the Arizona Coyotes. Some key additions are, real, well, really not so key. John Hayden, Dryden Hunt, Johan Larson, Tyler Pitlick, and key subtractions, which truly are key, Taylor Hall, Vinny Hanistroza, Brad Richardson, Carl Soderberg, and Michael Grabner. Moving on to the Calgary Flames, some interesting additions to the Calgary Flames this offseason in Louis Domingue, Jacob Markstrom, uh, Joachim Nordstrom, Alex Petrovic, and Chris Tanev, with some key subtractions being TJ Brody, Austin Cernak. Eric Gustafson, Travis Hamanick, Mark Jankowski, Tobias Reeder, and Cam Talbot. A lot going on in in Calgary this offseason. Moving on to the Edmonton Oilers, some key additions for them. Tyson Berry, Alan Quinn, Jesse poole who they already had before, but we'll get into that, and Kyle Turris. Key subtractions being Andreas Athanasiu, Matthew Benning, Mike Green, and Riley Sheehan the Los Angeles Kings, key additions here, number two overall draft pick, Quentin Byfield, Leas Anderson, and Ole Mata, and some key subtractions in Trevor Lewis and Joaquim Ryan. The San Jose Sharks now, key additions there, Ryan Donato, Devin Dubnik, Patrick Marlowe and Matt Nieto. Patrick Marlowe being a really interesting addition to that team. Some key subtractions, Aaron Dell, Melker Carlson, and J- Jumbo Joe Thornton. Moving on to the Vancouver Canucks. Key additions there, Jace Howardlyuk, Braden Holtby, and Nate Schmidt. Key subtractions, and their big ones, Jacob Markstrom, Troy Stetcher, Chris Tanev, and Tyler Toffoli. And last but certainly not least, the Vegas Golden Knights. Some key additions, of course. I mean, Thomas Yurko, that's the biggest one, right? now. okay, I'm kidding. Alex Petrangelo with the big addition there for the Vegas Golden Knights. And key subtractions in Nick Cousins, Derek Englund, Nate Schmidt, and Paul Stastny. A lot to unpack there, Tom. So what we're going to start with when we're talking about these division previews is...
1: Who won this offseason? So, Tom, who won the offseason in the Pacific? Um, you know what? It is kind of obvious with all we've gone through and all we've gone over. Um it, it is Vegas with me. I mean, adding Petrangelo to that lineup, adding someone who has more who has been a captain, who has won a Stanley Cup, you know, who's just a top defenseman, adding him into that lineup, I mean, they have to be the winners. It's it's just it's just no contest. But what I will say is this. I do like what Calgary did. I liked that they added Markstrom. I liked that they added Tanev. Um, And I liked that, uh, you know, and I liked that they added Nordstrom as well. I do like a little bit what Calgary did. What people seem to forget is that Calgary is one year off of finishing first place in the Western Conference. And, you know, a lot of people sort of were ho-hum about them this year, but, you know, they're only one year off that. They can very well turn it around, and especially now with a – Goalie Markstrom and Markstrom in net, who really turned it on for Vancouver in the playoffs this year, they could easily turn it on and you know surprise a few people next year. It's a, that's a team that a lot of people are forgetting about, and they're really only one year off from being a top team in the West.
0: Yeah, I tend to agree. I mean, when we're thinking about off season winners, Calgary and Vegas are certainly up there for me. But one team that I did want to highlight is actually who's currently on my sweater right now. I actually think Edmonton really did some interesting moves here to give them a better team and with Edmonton they now have a forward group they actually have a supporting cast now for Connor McDavid and for Leon Dreisaitl you get Jesse Pugliarvi back who people forget not too long ago was a number three overall pick like just a few years ago he's a very talented forward and if Kyle Turris can get back his former glory like he had in ottawa in the early years of nashville i think these are two very very big additions for edmonton and i think that these are moves that inch them closer to playoff contention as well as inch them closer to okay let's get into serious mode for conor mcdavid while we're in his prime and what's even crazy is He's not even in this prime yet. He's mm-hmm. still pretty far off from it. So we talked about our offseason winners, and, of course, we have to address our off-season losers, which, I'll be honest, there seems to be a consensus with this one. So, Tom, I'll start with
1: you. Who's the loser, and why is it Arizona? <laughs> yeah, I mean, is it really a question? <laughs> I don't think I've ever seen a team have as bad as an off-season as they have this year. In my years of watching hockey, which has been now, you know, at twenty five, at least twenty five years, I've been watching this watching hockey. I don't think I've ever, and and this is coming from a Ranger fan who whose team who would sign everything on the market and would crash and burn. And this is even worse than that. I've never seen a team have as bad of an offseason as what they've done. And the worst part about it was it finally looked like, like they were turning a positive corner this past year. You know. They had Kessel, they had some pieces there, they had Hall. I don't know if there's something going on behind the scenes here where they are trying to crash and burn this team to the point where they're going to fold or move. And, you know, unfortunately, throughout their history, it's been a thing in Arizona where the team has been threatened to be moved. The team has pretty much been told, their own fans in their own market have said that nobody really cares about this team. And and now it's showing that their own ownership and front office don't even care about the team. I don't know what they're doing out there. I mean, are, are they trying to just become a primary relocation candidate, which is a theory of mine that maybe if Seattle takes off, that maybe they get moved to Portland, Oregon or something, which was rumored 20 years ago for Wayne Gretzky saved the team. I don't know, but uh, this is pretty bad.
0: Yeah, I tend to agree. I mean, there's no positive twist that you can put right now in Arizona right now. It's, it's a mess all the way up from management all the way down to even the developmental system as we're seeing right now with – they had to go... They, they looked like they were finally rebuilding a little bit. It looked like they were trying to you know add some supporting cast, and then they get hit with a Mack truck in a controversy with one of their prospects, Mitchell Miller. Uh, if you haven't heard, if you want to read up on this, uh, it's a very bad bullying scandal, and he's also been dismissed from his own school. It's that bad with Mitchell Miller. So... The the hits keep on rolling for Arizona. They lose Taylor Hall, who they were confident in March that they could get a short term deal done. Taylor Hall goes off to Buffalo, and now you're left kind of picking up the pieces. You still have some talented players in uh, Clayton Keller, Oliver Ekman Larson, Jacob Chitren. You know you still have Phil Kessel, what's left of him, but you know. This is not a team that looks better on paper today than they did three months ago. You know, this is a very, very different team and in a negative way. And as it also goes up to, to the front office as well, where you've had these issues with the front office for Arizona, not, you know, Negotiating well, leaving particular people in their front office out of negotiations, which never ends up well. So, you know, certainly if you're an Arizona Coyotes fan, we are hoping and praying for you. We're keeping you in our thoughts and prayers, but it just does not look very good right now in Arizona. And it is an ugly time, at least in the time being before the season begins, to be an Arizona Coyotes fan. Who knows? Maybe they prove us wrong. Maybe they don't. But those were our off-season grades. Now we're going to move on to the real previews, the Pacific favorites, if you will, and then also uh, who could also finish last. But we went to Twitter yesterday to pull the community uh, on Twitter. Which, if you're not currently on Twitter, I'm just going to shamelessly pl- plug Twitter down below. So if you're not currently on Twitter, you know, join us there. We have conversations. You know, we put up polls. You know. Definitely join the conversation on Twitter. So we asked, who do you think is going to win the division this year? And, Out of the options that we had, it was pretty easy to figure out who the community is currently voting for. So 60% of the community said the Vegas golden Knights will win the division this year coming in next after that at 30% was the Calgary flames and coming in at 10% after that was the Edmonton Oilers with no votes for other, like whether it's Vancouver or other teams within the division. So Vegas seems to be the favorite amongst the i eighty sports uh, fandom community, but Tom, what is your prediction? Who do you think finishes first?
1: You the- know what? I hate to say it, I'm sticking with the crowd here. I'm sticking with the popular decision here, and that's Vegas. Um, and I don't know. If, I don't know if they're done wheeling and dealing yet. You know, the thing is, I think a lot of teams right now are kind of in a uh, holding pattern because nobody knows when this season is going to start. Nobody knows when training camp is going to start. Nobody really knows anything right now. What I'm going to say about Vegas is this. I'm not sure that they're done wheeling and dealing either. I've heard that they've been knocking on Tampa's door for Stephen Stamkos, It's just been a rumor. Uh, we don't know. But, you know, I, I heard that they really are interested in maybe, you know, building, building a team out West that can compete with anybody, you know, and can be better than anybody. Um, I, I have to give them the benefit of the doubt right now. Um, stranger things have happened, but, you know, that's why we play the game. That's why the games are played. I think they will finish first. Could they not finish first? Yeah, they could. But I just right now, I can't see them not winning this division. And to be honest, and, and to add on to that, I could probably see them finishing first place in the entire Western Conference.
0: Bold statements by Tom. Maybe even you know something that we could go into when we do our Western Conference preview later in December. But that is a story for a separate day, just mm-hmm. to give you a little bit of hype of what's to come. But... I tend to agree with you, Tom. I think Vegas is the clear favorite right now in the Pacific, and I can certainly see uh, and justification for the votes for Calgary, which I'll get into, but to go on the Vegas train, I agree. I think Vegas is the team to beat right now in the Pacific, and the moves that they've made are absolutely for the better. Adding Alex Petrangelo is a Stanley Cup move. And this is a team that is primed for a very deep playoff run this year, especially with the addition of Petrangelo. You know, you now have a leadership core in Vegas that is well established. You've got Petrangelo, who is a fantastic leader. You've got Max Passuretti, who could still be a Vegas Golden Knight by the time that we play our first games he's still a person that could be on the block. We don't necessarily know, but I'm actually going to hedge my bets and say he is on the opening night roster. Uh, Mark stone, which uh, is not really an afterthought for the Vegas golden Knights, but you know, you think about the hype with Alex Petrangelo and other players, you know, some people tend to forget about Mark Stone, which is actually kind of surprising. He's one of the most underrated players in the entire league. But then you also have a good supporting crew in Riley Smith, Mark Andre Fleury, who is also a leader in his own right, as well as Robin Lehner, who is a you know just a, a wall for the Vegas Golden Knights right now. A great addition at the trade deadline last year. Vegas has really built this team from the ground up. And you've also got supporting players that are going to be coming up, you know, prospects that could make a considerable impact this upcoming, upcoming year in Cody glass. So, you know, we'll really see what Vegas is made of in terms of Calgary. Calgary, Don't sleep on Calgary. I think they have made some really good moves this offseason to get better. I really like the addition of Jacob Markstrom. I really like the addition of Chris Tanev. I think they are a better team on paper this year than they were last year. That, and you also have their younger core that is a little bit older. They've gotten a couple of extra months of conditioning in, you know, especially in guys like Matthew Tuchuk. So, you know, you've got this time in there for them that they could give Vegas a run for their money. They could be a team that could surprise a lot of people. So we talked about our winners in the Pacific division. So now we got to talk about our, you know, who's going to finish last. So Tom, what team do you think has the greatest Actually, sorry, before I get into this brain blast, my bad. So um, we pulled Twitter also, who do we think is going to finish in last? And the people spoke. 43% the leading vote Arizona Coyotes the 36% the LA Kings other was 14% so that could be for another team we might mention real quick and then at 7% the San Jose Sharks I'm only going to assume that the 14% was for the
1: Anaheim Ducks so Tom what do you think who do you think finishes last in the I think it could be one of three teams. Now, I know we brought up the Coyotes before, and right now the Coyotes are primed to be a dumpster fire and primed to crash and burn. But then you always have, like, I, I call it like the major league syndrome where, you know, when everybody counts you out, you do the exact opposite. And I remember as a Ranger fan that year coming out of that lot of the lost season, everyone pegged them to be the worst team in the league, and they had themselves a hell of a year. So, I mean, it, it very well could be them. Um, I'm thinking more along the lines of maybe either L.A. or Anaheim. Um, you know, they, they both have bright futures. They have a nice pipeline with the prospects, but they're just not there yet. They're just not there yet. And I know L.A. drafted Byfield, but uh, who even knows if Byfield – I mean, I think Byfield will play for L.A. this year, but it's quite possible you can see Byfield do a nine-game stint with the Kings and then be on his way back to Sudbury. You know, I know that Trevor Zgross is is – Scheduled to play for San Diego Goals this year, maybe he'll get a look for Anaheim. Uh, I know they have Jamie Drival, but I just don't think he's going to be playing in Anaheim this year either. I just think it could be one of those two. Um, I, 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 they, the both clubs, bright futures, but I just don't think they're ready yet.
0: I do agree with you here, and no matter what, the Pacific is decent this year. Let's just get that out of the way real quick. The Pacific division is decent this year. There is no real bottom barrel team in the pacific this year that i think is going to you know be significantly worse than what your top team is but that being said if if i was going to put money on one team to finish in last this year i think it is going to be the la kings and it's just like you said they're just not quite ready yet they've got you know Obviously, they've got superstars on their team. They've got Anze Kopitar. They've got Drew Doughty. They've got Jonathan Quick. Jonathan Quick is on the wrong side of his career right now, and especially for a goaltender, that is a steep decline once you start declining. And they have really good young pieces that will make a huge impact in the next few years, but they're just not quite there yet. Quentin Byfield might not be quite there yet. You also have Alex Turcott, who was drafted by the LA Kings last year. He's probably not quite ready just yet. But you know there is a lot to be excited for with the Los Angeles Kings in the next few years. They have one of the deepest prospect pools in the entire NHL. So when you have a deep prospect pool like that, you can either – develop them and bring them up to your own team and really have an in-house team like they've had in the past, like in 2012 and 2014. Or you can parlay those into deals for established superstars when you're ready to make that clear run, which I think if you're at the LA Kings – I think that time is going to come once Byfield and Turcotte have hit their stride and they're ready for a deeper run. Another thing that I also want to mention with the LA Kings is don't sleep on Anze Kopitar. A lot of people tend to think with Kopitar that he's, oh, he's, he's older. He's on his way out. He's only 32. 32 is not that old for a hockey player. And especially with a guy of his talent, that is not that old. He is a guy that could make a, an impact for the LA Kings for at least the next four to six years. You know, don't discount that with a guy of his ability, you know, don't discount that whatsoever. Um, moving on to our final topic of our Pacific division preview. We wanted to highlight what team could be surprising this year. Who is a dark horse this year for the Pacific division? So Tom, Tom, Who's a team that you feel could
1: surprise us this year? Well, I know this was a team that when we were back in the playoffs over the summertime, I was very high on, and I'm still very high on them. And it's the Vancouver Canucks. Not enough. There's not enough people talking about this team. Granted, they lost Markstrom, but now you know they saw something in Demko in the playoffs. And Demko, you know, Demko proved his worth in the playoffs. They have Holtby in there just in case Demko does crash and burn, and if he needs more of a learning curve. Now you have Hopi in there. Who's won a Stanley Cup? Who's been there? Who's a veteran? It's not like they brought in some Joe Schmo to back up Demko. You have Brayden Hopi in there. He's still a good goalie. It just so happens that I'm um, in Washington. He didn't want to be a backup, and they were going to go with Elias Samsonov as their starter. No problem. But you know, they still, you know, you still have a nice core of forwards in Elias Patterson, Bo Horvat, and Brock Boeser. You still, I'm probably butchering the hell out of his name, Brock Besser. I don't know why I do that, but I'm butchering the hell out of that name. You still have Quinn Hughes on defense. Not enough people are talking about this team. Not enough people are talking about this team. And I think that they could be a surprise. I think if things don't go right in Vegas, you know, and if things don't go right in Edmonton, which more often than not things don't go right in Edmonton, you know, then I could see Vancouver on the top of this division at the end of the day. Or I could see him leading the division for the majority of the year once until these other teams get their acts together. Not enough people talk about these Vancouver Canucks, and I don't know why. I don't know why they have a solid core of young players out there in Vancouver, and they have a good situation with the goaltending as well. Not enough people talking about this team.
0: I agree. Vancouver is very good on paper. They're a team that is going to give all the teams in the Pacific Division a lot of difficulty and a lot of trouble. The one surprising team that I wanted to highlight from the Pacific is one team that a lot of people peg as like, oh, okay, they're probably going to finish at the bottom. and That's the Anaheim Ducks, and here's why I don't think they finish at the bottom. You have on that team, when he's healthy, the best goaltender in the entire league in John Gibson. When John Gibson is healthy, he gives the Anaheim Ducks something that a lot of teams look for, and that's elite goaltending. He is an elite goaltender in this league. And this is a young team with a good defensive core that's only getting better. They've got Cam Fowler. They've got Hampus Lindholm. They've got some very good younger players as well in their forward group. They've got Sam Steele. They've got Max Jones. They are. They also have leadership in Ryan Getzlav. They also have Adam Henrique. You know, this is a team that, I don't see finishing in last this year. You know, the contingency with them is John Gibson staying healthy. But with the extra couple months off, I think that only helps this team. This helps this team grow a little bit more. This helps them heal up. You know, with John Gibson, you know, so long as he stays healthy, this is a team that actually could stonewall. A few teams in the Pacific. You know, they could steal a win or two from a Vegas Golden Knight team. They could steal a win or two from Calgary, from Vancouver. You know, this is a team that I think is better than what a lot of people perceive them to be. And I think they're going to show that in this upcoming season. But at the same time, what do you guys think? Join us on the conversation on Twitter. You know, Please make sure that you comment on this video if you disagree or agree with anything that we say. Um, but this is going to wrap up our p- Pacific Division previews for today. Next week we move on to the Central Division. Thanks for watching us at IAD Sports. Make sure you catch us on our website at IADSports.com, on Twitter at IAD Sports i80 underscore sports nhl i almost botched that just like i botched a bunch of names tonight so tom don't worry <laughs> so about um and also make sure you catch us on facebook at the i80 sports discussion group and we'll be here every single monday night for your nhl news and updates and previews for this upcoming season i've been brian he's been tom this has been i80 sports nhl